Welcome to Off the Record with Randall. 30 minutes late and the world trying to conspire against us. Look, folks, I can't tell you how many people have wanted something for me in the last half hour. And I'm sick of them. So I'm going on the air right now. First off, welcome. I've got a guy, my yard man, Trevor, some reason decided to come cut the yard on Tuesday. We're here with Howie. Howie, how are you? <laughs> sounds like I'm doing better than you are. Well, uh, it sounds just, like I've got a better afternoon going on. Uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to help folks out. And I had a 7 o'clock record time. I pushed it back to 7.30. And I still have not made it to the air yet. So I guess we've made it now. But tonight is an AEW show. We're going to go from 7.30 to 8 o'clock. A lot going on right now in the world of wrestling, Howie. One of the big things going on right now, what is the WWE? We'll get into individuals in a second. What's the WWE thinking right now? They've released half of their roster. Some names we don't know. Some names we do know. But, I mean, it's a large portion of their roster that has been released in the last month. So uh, what's your gut feeling? I think they're getting ready to sell. I think the McMahons are ready to sell and they're cutting the trimming the budget to make it look a lot more profitable than it really is by releasing a lot of these big name talents that are not really getting a lot of use out of. And uh, so I think they're getting ready to sell. I think they're, you know, I think maybe NBC or somebody like that may be ready to uh, pull the trigger and take over. Do you think, um, what do you think that sale looks like? Do you think Stephanie McMahon and Triple H stays involved? Recently, I've been, um, you know, NXT become a third brand at one point, And now it's referred to as a developmental. Uh, I've heard rumors of, of Triple H owning NXT when this is all over, what would you think about a break off NXT brand? Uh, you know, that is, a, that is a good question. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. I think Triple H will go his own way, start his own brand up and split completely away from WWE and him and Stephanie will take over NXT. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say this is a developmental project, but, then a lot of people actually says this is the main brand because there's so much better and it's so much better wrestling than what you see on Raw and SmackDown right now. Well, they have been an outrageous number of releases occurred. Let's just run through some of the recent ones. Uh, we all know of some of the past ones, the Lars Sullivan's of the world. Samoa Joe was released and re-signed. Uh, but let's get to the ones that really seem to be in the mainstream uh, right now. But let's start with the latest release. The WWE has released a granite 71-year-old Ric Flair from his contract, which to me, I made the example, it's kind of like releasing Babe Ruth. So Flair is a free agent. Do you think he could end up in AEW or do you think he will take his 50 something year career and go to the house? 
No, he loves the spotlight too much. He's, you know, he's got so many TV commercials out right now with uh, these different things. He loves the spotlight. He's got a future son-in-law that's in the AEW at the moment. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at it like this. Sting is trying to get him to come to AEW by some of the Twitter stuff that he's actually put out in the last 24 hours. So no, I think Ric Flair will end up with the AEW and. Can't, he can't wrestle no more, I don't think. I said think. If he wrestles, it's over for me. I mean, Flair in the ring at 71 would kill it. Well, there's two things that I'm I'm thinking that could happen. One, he could actually be a mouthpiece for somebody or a faction in the AEW. Or two, this new thing that came around with the pandemic, a cinematic match. He could possibly do something like that. Let's hope not. I mean, seriously, I, 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 I know Sting's in his sixties in wrestling, but I truly don't want to see Flair attempt to wrestle right now. And and a large portion of that is that he's in such bad shape. You know, you, you know, we we thought a couple of years ago we were going to lose Flair to a heart condition, and now. You know, the thoughts of him getting in the ring would be mortifying. But um, I think I think we could see him head in the faction for real. Um, they've been talking for a while about an AEW Four Horsemen. I, I do, in fact, think they own the name Horseman. Uh, well, let me take that back. Conrad Thompson, Ric Flair's son-in-law, uh, owns the name Horseman. And Conrad has a very good working relationship with AEW, as we know. He does all the, um, what's it called, StarCast events prior to the pay-per-views. Yes. Uh, he also hosts a podcast with Arn Anderson. Uh, what would you think about a, uh, an AEW horseman? Uh, and we kicked around some names. What do you think would be an AEW horseman with Ric Flair at the head of it? Let's, let's go ahead and get all the names out there. You know, not only with Arn Anderson does he have a podcast with, but he also has one with Tony Schiavone. Uh, you know, so there, those are two big guys that are in the AEW network. Uh, he does one with Jim Ross. You don't get much bigger than that with Jim Ross there. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it could be another Four Horsemen coming coming around. You know, and uh. It, it could be really good because AEW has a lot of factions. They have a lot of groups that, you know, you got the Dark Order, you got the being the elite, you got um, uh, uh, Jericho's group. I can't think of the name right now. But, Inner Circle. Uh, Inner Circle. Inner Circle, yeah. So, you know, they, they have they have a lot of factions that's already there. So it, it could be interesting to see what could come, come about this. So uh, let me ask you to do uh, – let's – Let's let's throw some of those names out there we were talking about. Uh, one I would throw out there since day one, and, and he's working with a partnership with Arn Anderson now, is I know Cody Rhodes has had some desire to work with Ric Flair, maybe in a, a new four horseman. So could you see a Cody Rhodes in that group? Uh, I, I gave you a list the other day. Let me Let me change it up. I don't know how they get there. But what if it was Cody Rhodes, Adeletto, uh the former, and Andrea, what was his name in WWE? I can't even remember now. Uh, 
Uh, Andrade. Andrade. Uh, Andrade. Uh, and FTR as a tag team. Or could it be, you know, a returning Brian Danielson or something we'll get to later? Could you see somebody like that? Give me your best. Make your dream four horsemen in the in AEW. My dream four horsemen would be uh, the mouthpiece would be MJF, of course. MJF, interesting. Uh, the enforcer would be Hangman Adam Page. Okay. Uh, you got, uh, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Cody Rhodes on there. And, I, you know, the fourth one, I really don't know who I want the fourth one to be, to be honest. Well, it has a history of being a young and upcoming superstar after Ole Anderson was kicked out. It was Luger and then Wendell. What if it was uh, somebody that we didn't expect? Maybe a Jungle Boy or somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good possibility. But um, let's get through this list of people that have been uh, released. I'm trying to post this. I guess that'll come here in a little bit. Um, but I, I want to talk about the next if, one. If you, was, to, uh, if you want to go ahead and go through and try to get that posted, I'll go through the releases that have been done. No, I can't, you can't get it posted. Let's go to the next one. Let's just go to the, the most obvious release. Wendell Rotundo, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, released on July 31st. I, my first impression was just they have lost their mind of one thing in the WWE that I've enjoyed. It has been Bray Wyatt. And, and the more the WWE uh, main roster got involved with the character of Bray Wyatt, the less interesting I found it. The Bray Wyatt character of of NXT, uh, the singing, you know, the drive, what was the name of the movie? Taxi Driver kind of is. I found him the most interesting character in the WWE in the last decade. Uh, the Fiend, uh, the Firehouse, Funhouse was interesting, but I still thought the original was was better. But were you shocked that they released a 32-year-old Bray Wyatt? Well, the Fiend was the hottest thing going on during the pandemic. I mean, with everything that he had going on, the Firefly, Funhouse, and... And, you know, being able to do a couple of cinematic matches. And, I mean, the, you know, he was the hottest thing going, the most entertaining thing that was going on. And then all of a sudden, he gets hurt and he's out for a little while. Supposed to be back, I think I read, supposed to be back next month. And then all of a sudden, they release him. I, it's crazy. What, you know, it goes back to this point. I think they were trying to cut some fat off the stake there where they can sell it and you know show that it's making a bigger profit than it really is. But that almost seems like the, uh, and I heard this on another show and if I can remember where I'd give it full credit, but, and maybe it was uh, one of Conrad Thompson's show. Bray Wyatt was one of the best selling uh, merchandise they had in AEW. I mean, WWE. I had to, you have to think that it's, um, you know, one of the definite uh, money makers. Yeah, it's a money ma- maker, but from what I've been hearing and reading and stuff, it's a 
people are wanting, you know, the ones they're from the WWE when they're wanting to sell and the, you know, the people that may be buying it is wanting to make it even more kid friendly, uh, more of a, I won't use the word cartoon, but something a little more G rated and fame was out there a little bit. So, you know, that, that could be a reason they let him go is because of him being out there and some of the stuff that was going on. Hey, uh, greatest comment ever to come in to off the record from Dan L. See, this is what's wrong with America too much. White privilege. Your show needs to diversify to white. Sir, may I go ahead and say you're a complete idiot and obviously you're spamming, but, you know, if you want to come talk to me in person, I'll give you a phone number. Just text me, okay? Um, so, <laughs> jackasses. Um, we're talking wrestling. Of course, I'm white privileged. And again, that guy's definitely spam. Sorry for our African-American fan, friends that somebody would even front that way. Um, I, I thought, I thought too, uh, quietly they released his wife, JoJo Offerman, um, daughter of former Major League Baseball player Jose Offerman. I don't know for sure. Uh, we'll call him by his given name since the Bray Wyatt character probably will stay in the WWE. I don't know what Wyndham Rotunda's future holds, but let's talk about who he really is in real life. This is the grandson of Black Jack Mulligan, the nephew of Barry Wyndham, thus the name Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, of course, Rotunda, Mike Rotunda, Barry Wyndham, the U.S. Express and the WWE, former world tag team champions. His brother, Bo Dallas, was released also. Uh, of course, uh, I, I can't text you without your number. You know what, sir? There's a number on this page, and there's also a place for you to send me a message. Go ahead and leave it there, and uh, we'll work with it later on, you big idiot. Uh, then, so Wyndham Rotunda is uh, obviously someone who has a future somewhere inside the world of uh, pro wrestling. Uh, let me get this comment off the screen. I blocked him at the same time. I don't know if I can get it off. Huh. I might have should have waited to block it. <laughs> there we go. Um, so Wyndham Rotunda is all obviously someone who has a, a future in the AEW, but um, what would you book Wyndham Rotunda as? He, he's got a feature wherever he wants to go. He is a fine, good, young wrestler. Uh, 32 years old, that's basically kind of hitting your prime when it comes to wrestling. Uh, but with AEW there, it's kind of what we talked about the other day. Could he be coming in, joining the Dark Order? Interesting. Or could he, you know, could, could he be one of those that have come in and um, come in with flair and kind of start a four horsemen table? He he's so talented he could do any of the above really. So, what would you think 
if a four horseman come up with Wyndham Rotunda and Rotunda was kind of the head of the horseman, I would completely buy that. Uh, also, let's talk about, let's go on down some of the other people that have been released of, of note. Of course, uh, from, from the group that was, and, and the wife of Nikki, Nikki Cross, or the husband of Nikki Cross, Killian Dane was released, a huge six foot eight, 320 pound guy that was a part of um, Eric's young, I don't, sanity group for a long time. He was released, somebody that a lot of people believed had a future. Former NFL player Tito Sampello was released. Uh, the Bollywood boys, who was the best part probably of, uh, oh my God, what's his name? The Indian world champion, uh, his run as a world champion, uh, the Bollywood players. Uh, a, a great little tag team, somebody I don't know, Curtis Stallion, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, a great little tag team. Italian. Uh, I saw him wrestle in full pain on uh, two or three different occasions in the last two years. Fort Payne to the WWE. That's probably what was wrong with him. There you go. Uh, Tony Nice was released. August Grade was released. Kurt, Chase Parker released. Uh, Matt Martell. And it hits then, to me, even maybe even more, more shocking was the release of Braun Strowman. Yeah, it was. He, you know, what was it, two years ago, he was a world champion. He was yeah. uh, a tag champion. By himself. Yeah, by himself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was he was main event and uh, pay-per-views there for a while. And I won't say he got one WrestleMania there as a uh, main event, but I may be wrong on that. But anyway, you know, you go from main event and a year and a half, two years ago to being released. Uh, I don't think he main event it. the year him and the uh, the kid won the world tag team titles. Uh, I think they were the co-main event. Right. Uh, Strowman's sitting out there. He recently released uh, recently released some stuff that he is partially paralyzed in his left leg. So whether that prevents him from entering the wrestling again or not. Already in AEW. AKA Alistair Black, Tony End, Malachi Black, already in a huge program with Cody Rhodes. And I think, I, I really think he is a star of the future in AEW, Malachi Black. What do you? What was your impressions of his debut? That was one of the best debuts that AEW's had in quite some time. <clears throat> he came out there, he made a point, and instead of going after somebody small, he went after the who I consider the head cheese of the whole AEW thing with uh, Cody Rhodes. I know Kenny Omega is your champ and all that, but you know if you're going to go in and and show what your toughness is, you go after the biggest one in the in the park there, and the biggest one in the park, in my consideration, is Cody Rhodes. So, uh, do you like the role that he's been cast in? Because I do, and I think the interesting thing I thought was. Uh, and I still think we'll get to it later here, but available out there in the world is uh, Buddy Murphy. Him and Buddy Murphy had done an angle where Murphy damaged his eye, and he kind of carried that that eye injury over to the AEW. 
uh, I really like that. So um, I thought it was something different, kind of breaking down that wall a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good uh, future matchup with uh, Buddy Murphy because I think he's on under a 90-day uh, non-compete, so you know he's still got a little time before he can actually join up and see what happens. So uh, Ruby Wright was released. Somebody that we at one point that we you're getting some static off your mic there. Uh, I don't know. I think it went away just then. Ruby Wright, who we thought for a while was going to be part of the women's revolution. Miro's wife, Lana. Buddy Murphy, who I think is absolutely one of the great workers. Uh, there's a common thread here that they could never find a place for a lot of these guys. Buddy Murphy, they had uh, with Seth Rollins. They had him with the... Uh, with the, the Mysterio family. They just never really found his place. And behind the scenes, Santana Garrett, who was a trainer, I know at one point. And then other talents, some of these names you'll know, uh, JoJo Hoffman, very Bray's wife. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was released. Uh, Adam Van Kirk, one of the announcers. Tom Phillips, one of the announcers. Uh Drake Younger, uh, referee. Uh, and, and really, that's all of notice, but let's think about it. Ric Flair, Bray Watts, Alistair Black, Braun Strowman, Buddy Murphy. Uh, that's enough to build a company off of, don't you think? That's what I was going to say. You got an all star crew. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got an all star crew right there. You know, just. Tons of talent that can be brought in, a new thing, and we're just speculating them going to AEW. <clears throat> you still got TNA out there. You still got New Japan that could actually go out and get these guys. Um, but uh, you know, more than likely they're going to end up at AEW. Well, it's different now. AEW is kind of breaking down some of those walls, working with New Japan, working, and we'll get into some AEW stuff. If you were going to make a quick list, and I know you got the list in front of you, one through five that was released, who do you think the top five talents are? The top one has got to be uh, Brian Danielson. You know, he's got the <clears throat> he's now he wasn't he wasn't released his contract. Is well, fine. you you I know, he wasn't released, but I mean, he they let him walk basically. He was a free agent they let them walk right um you know so i look at it like this they did kind of release them but technically they didn't but i look at it like they did as far as the ones that was actually released uh you know i think if i'm gonna start you know at, at number five i'd start with the you know i'd go with braun Strowman. uh number four i'd probably go with buddy murphy uh, number three, probably it would be Ruby Wright because she's actually a good worker. Uh, I just don't think she had the opportunity that she deserved in the uh, uh, WWE because I don't think she had the look that Vince McMahon really liked. Right. Um, uh, number two, <clears throat> you're probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but Fandango, I always thought he was a good wrestler. It's just some of the gimmicks they stuck him with wasn't the best in the world. And then, of course, uh, the number one would, would be Bray Wyatt, you know. 
And, yeah. and I'm not overlooking Ric Flair. I'm just talking about active wrestlers at the moment. Well, and do you include Alistair Black since he's already there in the AEW? No, I didn't. I didn't include that either. But uh, my list meant Bray Wyatt, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, and then I really struggled with who would come after that because um, there's some names that we don't here every day um i think killian dane probably will go back to europe and have a huge career uh but i ended up going with um uh, killian dane four and then ruby Wright five so we had same four out of the five so um which i don't know how to put this because i'm struggling with the words to use which so you said the other day let's let's talk about we'll we'll let them into our private conversation we were uh this was before this release we went how many you were like sign this one and they need to be done with wwe guys if wwe keeps releasing this talent you really can't stop signing wwe guys can you no you have to keep on signing them i mean I think I told you today or yesterday one on the text that, hey, I know I said quit signing WWE guys, but if they're going to let talented guys like this go, you got to keep signing them because, I mean, there's a couple of them that they're released that people thought, yeah, they're going to go to AEW, which they may end up there, but it was just for name value. They're not really that great of workers. But some of these guys that they've released in the last two weeks, like I said, they could be an all-star team. It could be a – you could have a whole company It was just the ones that they released in the last two weeks. So getting back, and then we'll move on. It seems like the AEW is on the verge of signing a couple of huge free agency, free agents. And the word's been out for a while that it appears that uh, the former Daniel Bryant, Brian Danielson, has signed with AEW by all accounts that are out there. And the other one being that, yeah, CM Punk is within days of signing or has signed. Also, I think what would maybe indicate that too, Howie, is that the fact that Adam Page has quietly been moved out of the main event of All Out. Uh, and from what I read, they are going with the storyline that the Dark Order lost and Adam Page is now out. What if CM Pump walked out and channel challenged Kenny Omega in the United Center in front of 22,000 people in Chicago outside of Hogan versus Andre the Giant? I think that's as close. Rock versus Stone Cold, which headlined three um three wrestlemanias uh that matchup to me and that moment is right there under those moments where do you see that in your opinion yeah i agree 100 you know cm punk is a one that left real early earlier than he should have but he um he did a, you know he's the one everybody wants to see you watch any wrestling you hear the chance of cm punk they want him back 
And with, you know, the timing is just near, I don't say perfect, but it's pretty close to being perfect with them having their, you know, all, all out, at, you know, at the United Center in Chicago. That place is going to be sold out, standing room only, with the anticipation of CM Punk coming out. And if he don't come out, they will burn that place down, wanting to know why it didn't happen. Would you rather see CM Punk in a main event like against Omega, or would you like to see him make one of those crowd interests like Moxley did a few years ago where the building's not sure if he's there or not? Because I'll be honest with you, I feel confident that when I say that that uh, Brian Danielson has signed with AEW, that he has signed with AEW. Uh, CM Punk I'm not so confident with. The... The best thing that they can do, or I feel like, is bring CM Punk out. Bring him out tomorrow night. Let the world know CM Punk is AEW, all elite. Be the main event against Omega at the United Center in Chicago. Let him win the title and watch that place erupt. Oh, it would be it would be classic. All right. So but I'm, I'm not a big fan. Let me go back and say this real quick. I'm not a big fan of just bringing somebody in that night at the United Center and giving them a title shot. That's why I say bring them in a couple weeks early. Let everybody know here's what's happening. Don't make it a surprise because, to me, I'd, I'd rather kind of know what's going on instead of you know being, being a major surprise like that. All right, so let me let me let me twist this around a little bit. Uh, what has been said, and we'll get it get more information later. Is Brian Danielson is coming as a part time performer? That part of his contract is going to be with New Japan, and we see now with New Japan releasing Tanahashi, uh, who I know there was a lot of question about who Tanahashi was in America. And I really think I nailed it when I said Tanahashi is the John Zena of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is that guy that's just been there forever, that's been the front line, maybe the most popular, most popular but they call him the once-in-a-lifetime talent. So uh, New Japan to allow Tanahashi to come wrestle on AEW, the, there's only one bigger star, and that's Kasita Okada. And I don't see him coming since him and Omega kind of him and Omega is the reason we have AEW. So if Brian Danielson is there 26 weeks out of the year and CM Punk's there 40 weeks out of the year, I really think you've got to put the title very quickly on CM Punk. Don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the crowd's going to go wild. CM Punk is one of the most famous wrestlers there is at the moment and he hasn't wrestled in what eight ten years i don't know the exact number but it's somewhere in that neighborhood 2017 i believe was his last match january either really? 17 or 14. um wow seemed like it's been a lot longer than that but uh maybe I, i'm just saying about when the pipe bomb you know uh it, it may have been 14. they i'm confident it's been seven years so that would be a 14. Right. So, so he's not. Yeah, he's he's got to get the title eventually. But uh, I've never I've never been one of these fans that'll 
you know, I, I don't like what WWE does by bringing Goldberg in and giving him a title shot right off the bat every once in a while, or bringing Brock Lesnar in and he's in the main event and not having to wrestle. Uh, you know, but with CM Punk, the name value you got to. I mean, he's he can put on a show. You know, he's one of these guys that uh, I've heard somebody say. You know, CM Punk, one of these guys that could wrestle a broomstick and make it one of the best matches you ever saw. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's a good example. So um, let me run through some of these um, rumors and predictions, and you tell me how you feel about them stacking up as a card on it on. Um, okay. Uh, before we go there, I want to ask you about one more guy. And uh, uh, it came out yesterday that Adam Cole's contract has expired, that he signed an extension yeah. basically to put over Kyle O'Reilly. Of course he's uh, engaged or married to, or, involved with Britt Baker. Do you think that was a move to come to AEW? Because that one seems logical. Yeah, to me, that'd be a no-brainer, you know. And uh, he's done everything he can do at NXT. And the way that they treat the guys from NXT that moves up to uh, Raw and SmackDown, he probably sees that and says, I don't want none of that part. I want to move on somewhere else. And where else would you rather go to be with your girlfriend slash fiance or wife whatever the case may be with dr Britt baker and you know they travel together and you know and spend more time together uh also what the one guy that seems to be getting lost in this mix just a little bit i was going to ask you about kid christian cage do you think they aew needs to turn him heel because he just does not seem like Christian as a baby face right now. I don't think so. Uh, I feel like AEW's got too many heels as it is, even though they don't believe in heels and faces and all that stuff. But they've just got too many. And uh, I, I really like him as a face. No, he's not the same as he was, but he could put him together with someone that he could be the mouth, mouthpiece of a tag team and I think they could take off. Now, who? Okay. I don't know. I, you know, I really don't know who they could put them with, but put them with somebody and that that uh, needs someone, you know. Hey, put him and put the Cages together. Christian Cage and uh, Brian Cage together as a tag team, the Cage Brothers or something. Interesting. All right. Uh, here we go. Rumored new headliner for possible Chicago match, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage or one of the returning superstars. Uh, again, would you think that would be, would be punk or, 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 um, uh, I don't know, but I really don't think it's going to be Hagman page no matter what. So, uh, top of that card, uh, who do you want to see? How about it's Omega versus Daniel, Brian Danielson. And then at the end of the match, one Mr. CM Punk walks out on the stage and the crowd goes ballistic. 
Interesting. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. A world tag team championship, the Young Bucks. Who would you like to see get that opportunity to take the Young Bucks down? Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's a really good question because they, there's so many good tag teams in AEW right now. Um, but I, I still, to me, I feel like FTR deserves a shot to get the title back. I mean, to me, FTR is the best tag team in AEW, uh, even though they're not the champions. But I feel like they're the best one. So I like to see FTR come back in and win the tag titles. How about the How about the pride in the powerful? Do they? Do you not think that they're positioning them to the winner of this feud to maybe be the Young Bucks opponents uh, in, in between Pride and Powerful and FTR? I kind of agree with you. Whoever comes out of this uh, probably, to me, should be should be the um, should be the number one tag team. They seem they seem to always mess us up on tag teams by all of a sudden it's Braun Strowman and uh, the Elite Hunger Hunter. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's people that we don't expect on tag teams that last minute Moxley is thrown together with uh, someone to compete against them. All right. Uh, I, I kind of like that thought there. How about Miro? Who would you like to see sized up with Miro at this point? At this point right now, I would still like to see Miro and Darby Allen. I, if I'm not mistaken, Darby Allen hasn't had a title shot or get it, you know, get a, uh, get a chance to get that title shot back since he lost it. So I'd kind of like to see Darby Allen do that. How about, is Sting Miro not sellable because of Sting's age? No, I, I don't think it is because Sting's never been a great worker, in my opinion. He's, he's famous. He's, you know, everybody loves him. He's not a great worker. Miro, he's kind of limited on some of the stuff he can do. So to me, I just don't feel like that would be a really great match um, because you you know you'd have two people trying to carry each other along, and uh, I, I don't think it would work very well. Uh, if Adam Page is in not in the main event, do you not got to find him some big opponent? Could Adam Page, Brian Danielson? Be something that interests the crowd. I think so. Yeah, I, I believe it could be. Um, that would be a great match. I think that'd be a terrific match out there um, because they, I think, they work so hard and they're both really good workers. I think that would be great. Uh, you know, it's my one little drawback to AEW is they jump from so many. I mean, one week it's this and against this, and then the next week it's a different feud fighting with these other two. They don't really let it build up a whole lot. But then again, maybe why I keep on watching every week because it keeps you on top of your toes. You can't 
miss a week without you know you and you're, you're liable you miss a week you're liable to miss something right so i want to take a second and i want to um promote something um we had a hiring event at our work today howie at manhumble 260 road dunlap tennessee so we have multiple job opens right now uh the hiring event is over but if you're still looking for a job call 423-443-7883 and on the other end of the phone will be one of the prettiest nicest girls we'll ever meet and my friend riley Again, if you're looking for a job, you're in the Dunlaps of Quatch County Valley. Call Riley at 423-443-7883. We are hiring immediately. Surge pay up to $14.50 an hour. How we walk in the door, you make $14.50 an hour. Guess what they give you if you stay four months? $500. Sounds good. Seems, sounds good to me. Yeah. Again, that's mine home on 260 Resource Road. In Dunlap, Tennessee. All right, we're going to switch told, gears a little. If I'm mistaken, uh, if I hadn't guessed, they got great benefits too. Uh, they do, and the, what we're doing now, and uh, folks always says you got to go through the temp agency, and we have a temp agency on site, and most folks has to go through the temp agency. But if you got experience and walk in the door, you're immediately under insurance, immediately under a 401k, immediately. Uh, tenured employee, I think it's two weeks vacation your first year, which is prorated. Say you start it. What I hate is most places, if you start in the middle of the year, you start with no vacation to the next year. What Man Hummel does is prorate it. If you have two weeks for the first year and you start in June, they go ahead and give you a week. Whatever percentage of the year you work of those two weeks, you get that vacation. Uh, it's also a, a very generous vacation. Uh, I, you know, I've told people I've been there eight years and I have three plus weeks of vacation now. So, you know, that's a lot of vacation in today's time. So again, that's Man Hummel hiring right now, the sponsor of the AEW podcast. So, um, fantasy booking for just a second. We've done a little bit of it, but let's walk in the door with Wyndham Rotunda and Howie. Let's do a Howie and Randall. How we get Wyndham Rotunda, aka Barry White, Bray White, over in AEW. So, what's your method, Mr. Howie? Wow. Um, <clears throat> kind of caught me off guard on that one. Um, I really, hey, it, ain't, it ain't all loft ball, softballs and loft wedges <laughs> here, buddy. Every now and then you got to earn your money. So wow. uh, also we're going to, since you said that permanent co-host of the off the record with Randall as of tonight, Mr. Howie Chaney, congratulations. Well, thanks, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, Got a lot of big shoes to fill, considering you didn't have a co-host before. So uh, yeah, you ain't got to do much. <laughs> Just got to show up. I think. Hey, uh, hey, I, I will tell you, you will never, ever fill Ray Ray's shoe, and Ray Ray will be back in the next couple of weeks. We're going to move Ray Ray to a different time and place, though, a little more easier for him to record. Go ahead, Mister Howie. Right. Uh, back to uh, 
Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, the, the thing that keeps on sticking in my head is the Dark Order, doing something with them, being able to, you know, get, you know, start a faction with them or bring somebody in that could uh, actually help them out. I, I you know, um, I, I, I don't really know right <clears throat> offhand. You know, I, you know, first name comes comes to mind, which I know he's a favorite of mine. But Hangman Adam Page, I'd like to see him go. I like see Adam Page against uh, Ray Wyatt. I think that'd be a good match. I'm here with you, Howie. I'm having Campbell tr camera trouble. As that's you can fine. see, that's that's not me. That's our friend Blake. Uh, let me ask you one more <laughs> while I reset reset our. There I am. Blake Ray from Reaper's Digest for some reason was my pitcher. Let me let me throw one at you and see how you feel about this. What if there I go again. There I go. What if they brought in uh Wyndham Rotunda under his real name with his real history and and he did a I'm gonna reset my camera and will you answer this? And Wyndham done a, the WWA made me be Bray Wyatt, but I am son of wrestling royalty. Why did, why did they do that? I am Blackjack Mulligan. I'm Barry Wyndham's nephew. I'm, and they brought in um, Taylor Rotundo, Bo Dallas, at the same time. Could that, to me, that would work. That could uh, kind of be the start of the four horsemen that we were talking about earlier. Right, right, definitely. Uh, uh, them too I'll with uh, bring bring in Mister Rick Flair as a woo, manager. Uh, bring him in as a manager. Uh, you know, you got half of the four horsemen there, and uh, so it, that could be interesting. Uh -huh. Uh, there's also a young Anderson running around. Uh, he's quite not made the name yet, but if you want to, if you want to launch his rocket, put him in that group with the Rotundas and with Cody Rhodes, and it's a pretty good start right there. Um, yes. CM Punk. We've talked about some 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 play some play uh, some stuff we thought should play out. But today they released that the WWE does not own a culture personality. The AEW is free to buy the song to use the rights of. If, if culture personality plays at any point during an AEW broadcast, insanity there will pursue what you think. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, like we've talked about several times, CM Punk's name is chanted more at wrestling matches than some of the biggest stars in today's, you know, because everybody wants CM Punk to come back. And, uh, you know, so if, if that first note comes on, you're talking about, you know, earth, I don't want to say earth shattering, but you're talking about it could uh, rock the Richter scale. It could cause a miniature earthquake there. Everybody would be jumping up and down and cheering so loud because he's back. And that's, Everybody wants. Um, 
And lastly, um, Ron Danielson. Um, you know, and we ignore the fact that he is the husband of uh, one of the Bellas, Bree, one of them. But uh, do you – I feel like he's going to come back wanting to work great matches. He's going to want to work Missouri Sasaki. He's going to want to work John Moxley. Maybe not Moxley, but because uh, they probably worked in the WWE. But Chris Jericho, MJF. Guys, he's never worked before, and he's one of those guys that I can just see. You don't really have to put titles on him. He just has great matches, you know, uh, great yeah, he, feuds. He's he's another one that could wrestle a broomstick and make it look good. You know, he's just right. he's a hard worker. He does great at what he does, and uh, he puts on a great show. You know, I, I can't really remember one bad match that he ever had. Are you watching any WWE at this point, or is it all AEW? Now, I'm going to tell you, folks, this show is going to be an AEW-based show. We, it's going to have a lot of AEW. If you're a WWE fan, we might not be your cup of tea, but do you watch any? I do not. Uh, I will turn <laughs> – I hate to admit this, but I'll I'll turn it on to help me go to sleep at night. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, uh, and I'll admit, you know, the, if, the, the couple of guys I would turn on would be if I knew Bray, Bray White was on like Friday night on a fun house or something, I would turn it on, fast forward to his segment, and then maybe not watch the rest of it. Uh, same thing with Strowman. So I, I will actually, you know, listen to the podcast, the review podcast of different ones on the next day. If they talk about something being good, I will go back and fast forward and find what they're talking about. And watch that art. Uh, I did watch a little bit when uh, they started touring again. I think it's two weeks ago. I wanted to see what type of crowd reaction everybody got, and uh, you know, of course, John Cena got got the best one of them all. And yeah, so uh, so you know, I, I do watch stuff like that. But as far as just sitting down and watching it, no, I do not. Well, Howie, we're out of time today. I've really enjoyed this show. We both love AEW. I mean, it really. Was- it's a fun wrestling hey, product. Before we get going, can I give you my dream tag team match? Go ahead. Yes. We was talking, we was talking about fantasy. Fantasy booking, my dream tag team match. CM Punk and Arn Chastity against Daniel Bryan and Darby Allen. Wow. That would be nice. You want to hear mine? Yes. And, and this, is, this is crazy, but I was thinking about it last night. I want to see uh, – I'm not a big fan of four-way matches, but I want to see a four-way match. Bryant or Danielson, Punk, Omega, Hangman. That's that's the match I want to see. That's the match I want to see. The reason I've – I'm sorry. The reason I picked those four, the reason I picked those four is because they can all go. They can all put on a show and they can all go. Not saying that your four couldn't. It's just something about that I think would be really special. It would be. And I hate that I'm going to announce we're having a guest next week when we haven't booked that guest. But uh, I've reached reached out to him. And and next week, hopefully, now, there's a couple ways this could go. But hopefully next week we'll have our friend 
Camden Smith on the show. And I, uh, Camden, if you're watching, I know I haven't asked you, but uh, I was going to try to get, we're going to have Camden on in the next couple of weeks for sure. Uh, we're also, uh, we got to make sure when it's going to happen, our friend Jamon is going to be on here on a Thursday night. And we are going to do 100% Falcons talk, stop to bottom. And, and Howie, I'm looking forward to it. That's a guy I remember when we went to the Super Bowl, <laughs> you and I you and I were there in a NFC Championship game. We looked around. We went at the Super Bowl. It's the NFC. Yes. Yeah. On the way to the Super Bowl, we look around, and Jamon is uh, – dancing on the top of one of the entrances tunnels. So great guy. I'll have a lot of good things to say. We need to reach out to him tonight or tomorrow and make sure he's still ready. Right. Uh, final thoughts well, for the uh, night, Howie. Uh, great show tonight. You know, I enjoy AEW wrestling uh, a little bit better than I do the WWE. But, uh, you know, AEW is, there's no, you know, unless they just do something totally crazy, I think they're on the verge of possibly taking over WWE and all of, all the wrestling because they, they've got so many great people that they can bring in and just uh, skyrocket from here on out. Well, we've had a great show. I've really loved it, and I think you're right. Um, uh, we'll be back at 7 o'clock next week. Uh, right now, If let me plug another show. Our friends, I'm watching it right here. Live one podcast to another podcast. There you go, guys. Go over and watch the Off the Center Card Show. Uh, of course, coming back here in 30 minutes, 3R Sports with Rod, Randall, and Robbie. And uh, next week, Howie Chaney and myself will be here with a guest, I guess. So, Hopefully. All right. Until next week. For Off the Record with Randall and the, the Howie Howie, Chaney. The Howie Chaney. Y'all have a great night.